This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast. On each and every episode, Brian talks with coaches, athletes, and performers in all arenas who are putting into practice the principles of peak performance that will help you close the gap from where you are to where you want to be, to help you become a master of the mental game, and to help you start dominating the day. Tony, a change up this week. It's Matt Morse here hosting this episode of the Peak Performance Podcast, and I'm joined by Inner Circle member and high school football baseball coach Ed Padalecki. Great to have you here today, Ed. Thank you, Matt. It's a pleasure to be here and an honor. Awesome. If you would uh, tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today as a successful high school baseball football coach here in the state of Texas. Well, I guess it started uh, shy of my 30th birthday. I was at a point in life where I was living in San Antonio. I had a uh, financial firm, wealth management firm, and I was doing the Wall Street Wall Street thing for most of my 20s, and I got to a point to where uh, I was evaluating my life, and I liked what I did, but I didn't love what I did. I was uh, always passionate about sports, and I looked back on my life and who had the biggest impact on me growing up, and that was my teachers and coaches. And so I was able to transition out of my practice and um, became a coach and a teacher. Started off in uh, southeast Texas, uh, south of Victoria, at a small little rural school, did everything, football, baseball, track, uh, taught five different classes. And then from there, I moved up to the Metroplex, and I was with in the Eagle Mountain Saginaw District and spent a couple years there. And then for family reasons, I moved back down to Central Texas to Hutto High School, home of the Hippos, and coached football, baseball, taught uh, junior U.S. history. And then I came back up to the Metroplex for my wife, or now wife, of going on two years. And she can check me on that fact. Sometimes I miss that. I'm a guy. (laughs) Um, And uh, so... I uh, moved up here to Metroplex, I became the head baseball coach and defensive coordinator at a small school uh, just west of Fort Worth, Millsap High School. Spent a year there and got to the point to where I was driving an hour to work. I needed to reevaluate things and uh, my name was brought up for Terrell High School, which is on the opposite side of the Metroplex. And I figured, well, if I'm going to drive an hour to work, I might want to do that um, on my own, on my own choice, and so I moved to Terrell. Was the head baseball coach there uh, for this past year, and but again, an hour commute. And uh, my wife and I had a had a baby girl over the summer, and so I needed to reevaluate things, look at uh, what I wanted to do, what I ver- versus what I needed to do. And um, stepping down as a head baseball coach and becoming an assistant for a few few years to come is uh, what I needed to do. And so Coach Danny Wallace over at Flower Mound High School uh, graciously gave me the job at uh, Flower Mound. And uh, so there I'm there coaching football and coaching baseball, uh, coaching football with Coach Brian Basil, 
uh, who was who was there for his first year as well. And big, big uh, mental game guys, guys that love to build championship culture. Awesome. Congratulations on the baby. I'm sure that's added a nice dynamic to the family. It, it has. It's been a uh, roller coaster, as those of you that know that, that have babies. It's been fun. Awesome. So your journey as a, as a coach from Wall Street to, to coaching uh, obviously started in the state of Texas and it stayed in the, in the state. Where along that journey did you meet up with Brian Kane? You know, I had I'd been on the uh, acceptance continuum regarding the mental game and the mental aspect. Took sports psychology classes in college. Um, always seemed to interest me, uh, but it wasn't until I got to Millsap High School, where and it was really based on a conversation that I had with a friend of mine in passing at a grocery store, and he was complaining about how his baseball team had always committed mental errors. And I said, you know, mental errors, in my mind, at some point in time, okay, let's fix those. It can only be an excuse for so long. And so when you teach, tell a kid, hey, take mental reps, um, work on your mental imagery, that's one thing. But you got to teach the kid how to. And that's, that's why I reached out to Brian. I needed to learn the how to. So you reached out to Brian to work. Did he come work with your team, or was that a one-on-one thing? It was. Uh, he... It was a mixture. Um, I first sat down with Brian at his house, uh, did a little half day, uh, one-on-one, and then took uh, took the information, started implementing it with my team at Millsap, and then uh, I took the team out to a TCU Texas game, and Brian sat with us for about six innings, talked us through the mental game with uh, that the TCU players were using, the routines, pointed out the game within the game, and uh, turned the light bulb on for a lot of my players, and they were able to see the game in a different light uh, and slow the game down and really work on things that'll that'll help them become better baseball players. Awesome. What are the biggest challenges you face coaching multiple sports in high school? The biggest challenge is having your uh, daily routine down as a coach. Time is uh, in demand on a daily basis, and you're pulled in multiple different ways, not only coaching your two sports, but also the teaching aspect. So you need to have your 168 uh, pretty tight in terms of uh, what you need to do on a daily basis and where you need to be. And um, that's uh, that's pretty much that's the biggest challenge, I, I believe. When did you start your 168 plan? <laughs> I started my 168 last year. I was pretty rigorous and on point with it. And then on July 18th, when the little baby girl comes into your life, that changes changes little things uh, about your routine because sometimes um, you can't dictate what the what the baby wants to do. But for the most part, you uh, you go with the flow. You have to widen your your chunks throughout the day, or especially overnight. Um, and then you just have a general concept of what you want to do. But uh, you know, I brought that concept into the classroom. I teach high school economics. And if time is our most important important asset, I want to do I relate to the the students I teach that they need to they need to dominate their 168 throughout the week. Sure, I saw several of the 168 plans posted in the Facebook group for the Inner Circle, and obviously you've contributed well to to that so far. What's the biggest benefits that you've seen since you joined Brian's Inner Circle? Uh, the Inner Circle it's it's the networking aspect um, when you have a question. You know, you're not limited to the circle of influence that you have locally. You can, you know, you're broadening your network to 
the United States, if not internationally, because we have coaches involved that are international coaches based in the UK and Europe, uh, Australia, I believe, that coach baseball. And so, you know, being on the in the inner circle group, you can post a question. Um, maybe it's philosophical or based game strategy, um, practice uh, practice organization, and uh, you get immediate responses. And it's it's great having that that network to rely on. What do you think of the monthly audios and newsletters in there? Is there a time that you block out in your 168 that you listen to that or that you read that each month? Took a page uh, from Brian and, uh, you know, on my commutes right now, I have a 30-minute commute. Um, in the past, it was now over an hour. Uh, so I created the Automobile University. And instead of sitting there complaining about being stuck in traffic, uh, I took, it to, uh, took advantage of it. And I pop in um, the Inner Circle audios that Brian releases at the first of every month and as well as podcasts and audiobooks. I got to I got to bring this one up too. I saw Brian recently nominated you as the Inner Circle Moment of the Year. Can you elaborate on how that came to be? It took me by surprise uh, that I was nominated for that. Because uh, it was one of those things that uh, came about Coach Jeff Johnson at Mesquite Poteet. Um, we were about to play them when I was at Terrell. And, and he approached me with that he had a senior manager uh, that had been with him um, for all four years of his high school career. Uh, this particular senior is, is wheelchair-bound. And he wanted to do something special for him. And it was actually a no-brainer for me. I didn't even have to hesitate in, in doing what he wanted to do. He wanted to intentionally walk uh, one of his players and put the uh, young man on first base. And um, and he during the, the young man's leadoff, um, we needed to you know uh, try to pick him off, and we intentionally threw it away and then created a little circus about it and threw the ball around and uh, allowed the young man to score. Uh, but what was interesting is those that were in attendance to that game uh, they released the senior moments um, of each player before the game. And the highlight of this young man's career uh, up until that point was just being able to run the bases at practice, or um, so to speak. And so in my mind, I was like, wow, you know, we're about to blow this kid's mind um, by allowing him to come into the game and, and allow him to score. And the best part of it is that, you know, those of you that did see the video – uh, that I guess it went viral. I guess that's what you call it. If you have a, over a million hits, it goes viral. And when news stations are calling you, asking your opinion about it, um, you know my players cheered uh, when that when that young man scored, and that was that was something that we that I wanted to impart to them because one of our core values was being selfless, and I think that exhibited being selfless to them in real life. Yeah, that's awesome. For the listeners that have not seen that yet, where can they find that? I know the media. Uh, several media stations picked that up. Do you know where they can see that online? Uh, it might still be on uh, YouTube. I think if they just um, type in Mesquite Poteet um, manager scores, uh, it should come up, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And I think it's on MLB.com and one of the highlights of the year. Um, and then ESPN might have heard about it. I know it was on uh, CBS News, et cetera. I imagine if they can Google it, they can see it. Awesome. Yeah, that's Tremendous moment for the for the listeners that are considering joining the inner circle. What's one piece of advice that you would have for them? The piece of advice is be engaged. Um, it's not about what you can get from the inner circle, but what what you bring to the table. And even if you don't think you bring you can bring anything to the table, you can. 
um, just little tidbits of what you're doing in your program uh, within any sport um, helps helps uh, show coaches that uh, they can make little adjustments as well because we at the end of the day we don't know what we don't know. Awesome. What's one strategy you use in your life? Maybe it's from the inner circle, or maybe from outside that helps you to continue to sharpen your axe as a coach, as a father, as a husband to keep getting better. I think it's that uh, comes down to if you want more, you need to become more. And that's, you know, if you want your program to grow, you as a coach needs to commit to growing uh, holistically in all areas of your life. What brings you the most joy or satisfaction in the lifestyle and the mission that you're on as a coach? Uh, seeing my the players I coach changing, growing into young men, um, both on and off the field. Um, the It's an intrinsic reward when they come back to you years later and they uh, want to have lunch with you or come uh, come to your town to, to have dinner with you. Uh, that's I think that's uh, that speaks volumes as to the seed that you plant on a daily basis that you don't see come to fruition until years later when when you're reminded of oh yeah that little little chucklehead that I coached he he was actually he actually was paying attention and uh, to see the young man that they or young men that they do become. Awesome. Speaking of planting seeds, if you could open the mind of the listener of this podcast and plant the seed in their mind from your experience and from all of the, the wins that you've had, the losses that you've had, the teams that you've coached, what would that one piece of advice be for the listeners? Stay the course. Uh, remain patient in what you do and the goals that you want to achieve. Uh, don't don't try to speed things up because within due time they, w- they will come about. Uh, you just need to press towards the goals that you have for yourself in life. Awesome. Before we Before we conclude here, I want to put you on the hot seat for a couple minutes where I'm going to give you a phrase and want you to just come back with the first thing that comes to your mind. All right, so let's give it a shot. The best book you've read? The Radical Leap. The best advice you've ever received? If you want to become, if you want more, you need to become more. Your mentor? Brian Kane. Your favorite hobby? Ooh, baseball. My family, if my wife's listening. <laughs> Your favorite app? My favorite app. Well, I'm not really a big social media guy, although, uh, you know, it's a necessity, I guess, in life. Um, my version Bible. If you're not a big social media guy, the next one is, what's your favorite social media network? <laughs> Well, uh, you know, I don't. I guess I'm not in terms of posting. I don't post a lot, but uh, you know, I I do the big three or big two, uh, Facebook and Instagram or and Twitter. And lastly, your favorite podcast. Favorite podcast? Oh, there's several. They're all a tie. Uh, the one I'm on right now, which I appreciate and feel honored to be on. I uh, love the Mind Side. Um, and then also my wife's. My wife started a podcast where she reaches out to uh, to coaches' wives um, to help support them, encourage them, and that's called Married to the Game podcast. You can find that. This is a shameless plug on any of the um, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite uh, Android um, podcast search engine. Awesome. Coach, for the listeners that want to pick your brain a little more, follow you on those social media networks, where can they find you? Uh, Twitter's the easiest one. I believe my Twitter handle is 
at Coach P35. And then um, I think I'm under Ed Padalecki. You need to look at how it's spelled on this podcast, uh, P-A-D-A-L-E-C-K-I, at, uh, on Facebook. Awesome. Any last thoughts that you'd like to add for the audience and the listeners that are coaching different sports around the country? Uh, Inner Circle is a great resource. Uh, anything Brian Kane does is a great, great resource. The live events that happen around the country are uh, great resources, as well as uh, whoever Brian networks with. Um, your network is a great resource, and continue to stay the course, continue to grow as a coach um, in all areas of your life. Speaking of that live event, you were obviously there in attendance. What, what did you think of the live event? Maybe what's one thing that you've done differently since attending? Well, the live event was great in terms of you were able to be face-to-face with other um, caniacs, so to speak, uh, mental game, believers in the mental game, because that's few and far between, but it, it is a necessity because as your athletes grow, their, their talent level um, increases, and then every level they're at, uh, you know, everybody else's talent is the same. And what separates your athlete from going to the next level would be the mental game. And uh, being able to just talk with other coaches that are big believers in the mental game and also the, the manual that came out. I've used that um, with my players and not only my players, but in the classroom as well. Awesome. Thanks for your time today, Coach. Appreciate you joining us. You bet, Matt. Thank you. Today's podcast is sponsored by Potential Apparel. Potential Apparel is on a mission to inspire athletes to reach their true potential. If you're serious about reaching yours, then you have to go check them out. They make awesome clothing for dedicated and committed athletes. I'm a huge supporter of what they're doing, and that's why I wear their clothing with pride. Make a statement and join the movement today at PotentialApparel.com. Be sure you use promo code Brian Kane with a space between Brian and Kane for 15% off on your first order. Dominate the day with Potential Apparel. Thanks for listening to the Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast. Please make sure that you visit briancane.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-C-A-I-N.com. And sign up for my Monday message, where every Monday I deliver straight to your inbox videos, interviews, articles, tips, techniques, and strategies that you can use to master the mental game. You can also contact me my website on our contact us page and see my calendar of where I'm going to be in the country and when I'm coming to your area so that we can get together and that we can continue to go out there and dominate the day. This is a production of Corn Belt Sports. The Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast is part of the Top Coach Network.